everybody, welcome to Kingdom Minds. This is a podcast where we talk about Kingdom Hearts and the Kingdom of God. My name is Karis. And my name is David. Yeah, so for this episode, we recorded an interview with Byroxes, who's an incredible Kingdom Hearts creator. And I don't know if I communicated very well when we were recording, because I was like a little bit nervous and stuff, honestly. How much <laughs> I really appreciate that he came on the show. He was super nice and all around a chill dude. And we had a lot of fun. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you, Bio, to coming on the show. How do you think it went? <laughs> I thought it went, it went pretty good. He, he's, he's a really fun guy. He's real... He's really chill and laid back. Uh, I feel like he's really easy to talk to. He just, I don't know, he kind of feels just like a normal dude. I guess we're all we're all normal dudes. Yes. But, but yeah, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was so cool. Yeah. He's just a really chill guy. Like, yeah, we, we love your streams and your videos. Well, I'm not always able to catch your streams, but I don't know. <laughs> Bio is just a super wholesome person and i'm very glad that he is a part of our kingdom arts community and it's fun like meeting him on discord and stuff like that so yeah it was it was really good we're gonna save that to the end of the podcast so make sure you stay tuned for that so we also explained this during the interview but we are getting rid of the new segment of the show to make episodes a little more Yes, at times. To make episodes a little more evergreen content. Um, Hopefully, like, I'm thinking we could potentially put out, like, bonus news episodes if there's, like, big stuff announced. Yeah, maybe Um, little mini-sodes. Yes. Speaking of which, the Melody Memory demo released this week. I'm not going to really talk about it much because I I played it very briefly, but it exists. (laughs) <laughs> and so you can I, try that out yeah i haven't played it yet although i'm sure by the time this episode comes out the game itself will be out so true yeah probably <laughs> yeah i know uh, it's less than a month to go very exciting um that's why we're not doing news anymore <laughs> yeah exactly so we are replacing the new segment with uh like creator spotlight segment so please send us suggestions if you have any Kingdom Hearts creators you'd like us to give a little shout out. Bioroxis in the interview, he told us to shout out Tatsumaki on the pod. So I'm going to do that. Um, I will, like, content warning. So <laughs> his videos are really entertaining, but the language is not PG. And since this pod is Christian, um, <laughs> I just thought I would, yes. I would explain that. Uh, however, he's hilarious. And currently he's playing through... Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix on level 1. So it's really funny to see his frustrations trying to beat certain bosses. He's he's a braver person than me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Like, I don't understand people that do these things. I'm like, why do you put yourself through this pain? But yeah, it's fun. So anyway, without any further ado, we shall move on to chatting about our spiritual segment and this week we're going to talk about friendship and kingdom hearts so my friends the idea indeed (laughs) um and the reason i really wanted to to speak about this because one of my favorite verses in the whole bible is john 13 verse 15 which says greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends and that's something that jesus said and he was prophesying about himself but also it's a general principle that I find really mm-hmm. fascinating and it's got a lot of parallels in Kingdom Hearts. Many, many parallels. Yes. So, yeah. So I thought we could just, like, kick off chatting about friendship and sacrifice and all these things and how that relates to Jesus ultimately dying on the cross for us. But also mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. So that was that was my thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a thought, you know, just, just going back to the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis. So it's not good for man to be alone. So, you know, we're really, we're created for for community. We're not created to live in isolation. Although, mm-hmm. I guess, unfortunately, a lot of us have been living <laughs> a, a lot of isolation this year. Sad day. But, yeah, and uh, that dates the podcast <laughs> indefinitely. Oh. I don't think anyone's ever going to forget 2020. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, for better, true. for worse. Mm. But yeah, 
Um, I wanted to pull up. So I don't know if you've heard of gotquestions.org, uh, but it's a really good Christian resource that kind of just answer a lot of questions people have from a biblical mm-hmm. perspective. I feel like I have. Is it, who is it that produces that website? Is it? They don't really make themselves public. It's a bunch of different people okay. that do, All right. um, but they don't really talk about who they are. Um, All right. For for some reason, I thought it was like related to Alpha or something, but maybe not. Okay. No, I don't think so. Um, okay. But anyway. Interesting. This is their article on what is true friendship according to the Bible. And so they start off with the verse that you mentioned. The Lord Jesus Christ gave us the definition of a true friend. Greater love has no, no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. You mm. are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For mm. everything that I learned from my father, I have made. So it says, Jesus is the pure example of a true friend. He laid down his life for his friends. What is more, anyone may become his friend by trusting in him as his personal savior. So, mm. yeah, so maybe we can talk about um, some of the parallels here that we see uh, in friendship in Kingdom Hearts and how it relates to laying down your life for your friends. Yeah, absolutely. What are some things that come to mind? so many <laughs> so many um i feel like the first thing that comes to mind for me is and i feel like we've talked about this extensively but kingdom hearts remind when hmm. sora well the end of king Hearts three going into remind when he makes the decision uh spoiler alert <laughs> fyi um when he makes the decision to use the power of waking to go back in time and rescue all of his friends because obviously like we know as the player like source the main character like nothing's gonna happen to him like he's gonna come back from this you know what i mean but or is he well (laughs) that is what you wish him (laughs) maybe maybe be saying oh i we know this uh okay (laughs) yeah um i should be more careful my words we assume that yeah. But because he's the protagonist and, you know, most like movie franchises, you know, they, they, they quote unquote kill off their protagonist and they come back, obviously, because they do. Um, mm-hmm. And no one really dies in Kingdom Hearts or do they? But the thing is, is that Sora doesn't know that that's what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about he's like, I'm doing this, I'm saving my friends and I don't know if I can come back from this. And he goes into he's already been into the final world. And he's already had to piece himself back together the first time. Well, along the way, young Xehanort tells him that that he will lose himself, uh, but he keeps going anyway. So he has a sense that something might happen. He's not quite sure mm. what it looks like, but he's been told a couple of times, Zegbar at the beginning, and young Xehanort tells him while he's uh, jumping around, uh, finding everybody's hearts and bring them, uh, using the power of waking. So he's been told that something's going to happen, that he might not make it back. Yeah. And I also love how almost all the Disney worlds that he goes to in Kingdom Hearts 3 foreshadow that self-sacrifice. So yeah. the Hercules world, we're, we're reminded about how Hercules sacrificed himself for Meg. Mm-hmm. And Pirates of the Caribbean, where uh, Will sacrificed himself to save everybody. Frozen, Anna sacrificed herself for it's been foreshadowed throughout the whole game, which I yeah. think is pretty cool. It is great. That's really awesome. And um, like I said, it's, it's just the element of like, I think in a lot of media, it's portrayed in a way that like the main character is like super bad about it. Like, you know, I could do anything. I'm invincible. I could do this and I'll save everybody. But um, because of Sora's connection to his friends is like so strong like you know without a shadow of a doubt that is his motivation Mm -hmm. like it's got nothing to do with his own thoughts about his own ability or whatever like that i mean yeah he's the keyblade master in this that and the other but it is his connection to to sora to carry sora to (laughs) to carry and riku and donald and goofy and mickey and everybody um and he loves them so much Mm -hmm. and i just think that's beautiful and it reminds me so much of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, that was my thought. I think it, 
it's really great. And, you know, you see it in all sorts of media, really. And I think that's one of the reasons why we find it so powerful is because we are, we know that we ultimately need that kind of love that would, that would give of itself for us unconditionally. Mm. So like in the end of this article here, they quote Romans five, seven, and eight, where Paul says, scarcely four righteous nine righteous men will one die. That's a weird mm. translation. It, I think other translations read something more like, uh, someone might maybe die for a righteous man. Um, and yeah. perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I think that's why maybe the movie Frozen is so powerful, that even though in the movie Elsa has really rejected uh, the love of the people that have been doing uh, her, Anna still loves her and sacrificed herself for her mm. while she's not deserving. And then, and for us, it, it's even more extreme. It says that while we were still sinners, so we're, you know we're, we're not even we're not even in the same boat as as a friend. Like we're not even God's friends yet, but He still died for us to so that we could become His friends. Yeah, it, it would be like Sora say if he were to die for the organization who's trying to defeat him. And I think he probably would. I think his character is, is such that he would, he would really do anything to save somebody. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Uh, there's a verse I'm trying to think of, and I can't remember what it is. Hold on. Let me Google it. What's a good translation of it. I always have to look up verses. Otherwise I get it like super wrong. Yeah. Um, it reminds me as well, a little bit, in John 13, verse 1, it talks about his Jesus is like at the Passover and stuff. And it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And like, it was actually interesting. So um, my dad was actually preaching about that last week in church. And he was like in in the original translation love them to the end it actually means he loves them into eternity Mm. like he doesn't just love them now but like into glory as well it talks about those who were his own so if you're in christ like he loves you into eternity and that's like profound and really beautiful and i suppose the other thing that maybe we could potentially touch on is like is like the church Mm. should be a reflection of that as well right in the way that we love each other. And uh, I, I just, I find it incredible how like Sora is able to basically relate to anybody, like whether it's Winnie the Pooh or Rapunzel or Aladdin or whoever, like he just meets all these people and he just embraces all of them, like whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, he's got like his core group, like he's got Riku and Kairi, but He's got these other people and it's never like, he's never like talking down to them or whatever. Like they're just, it. he's just going off on his adventure and he meets these people and he's like, you know, come and join me. Like I'm doing this thing. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think. And I really, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. What are we going to say? Yeah. Uh, on that note, that, that was actually kind of where I was going to head next is, is just the, mm. the kind of the new type of friendship as a believer, that it, it crosses all boundaries of people who normally, people who I normally would otherwise not even really associate with, but if they share passionately the same love for Christ, uh, we bond on a much deeper level than any hobby or any job or interest or family background or ethnicity or uh, you know, people from all types of backgrounds, people of all different types of hobbies and even different political backgrounds. You know, I, I, I call these people my brothers and sisters because of our uh our common common faith in Christ. Yeah. I think what's really interesting about the interview as well that we did with Byrox is he like tapped into that and he was like, whether or not you agree with his interpretation of the relationship between Sora and Riku, 
Um, but he's like, to me, it's like a brotherly mm-hmm. like love. It's like two right. souls like knit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's incredible. Like I, I find that really profound. And I was like, yeah, like whether or not it's a fan you agree with that or not, it's fine. Um, but I was just like, wow, like that's really cool. And um, like as people, we all need that. Like we all need that. And I don't think it's that common really that you find that person that's not a marriage partner, I mean, yeah, necessarily. But it's really cool. And I think that in Kingdom Hearts, like, they show that, like, a lot. One of my fav- favorite moments is in 358 over two days where, like, Roxas takes Sheon to have Cecil ice cream mm. by the clock shower. And he's like, this is where Axel took me the first time I joined the organization. And, um, you know, he's like, Axel and I are friends. And Sheon just goes, like, do you think I could be a friend? And Roxas is like, yeah, when Axel gets back, like, we'll all have ice cream together. And it's like, there's no there's no like hesitation it's like yeah like you're part mm-hmm. of the group now it's really beautiful i think it's really precious yeah you know she's 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 a newcomer to the group she's just immediately like embraced i really feel like that is what the church mm-hmm. should be <laughs> no you're right i think we should be ready to be friends with anybody and i think yeah unfortunately a lot of people will be like well you know th- there's always some condition you know we'll be friends if you know if we have this in common or if we do this or whatever, or if we spend this amount of time together. But for the Christian is I meet someone who's in Christ and they're immediately my friend. Yeah. And even someone who's not in Christ, because we, we want to share that love. I just want to read a few verses from Proverbs here to talk about friendship. Sure. So yeah. Proverbs seventeen seventeen: a friend loves at all times and our brother is born for adversity. And Proverbs eighteen twenty four: a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Mm. And then Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Yep. So anyway, I I love the themes of friendship at Kingdom Hearts, and I think I mentioned this in the interview with, with Byroxis, but I feel like our culture is Western culture has kind of lost a lot of the value of kind of close non-romantic friendships. Yeah. That it's like there's this it's either a homophobic reaction like oh you're afraid of of being gay or something or it's just the opposite extreme where it's like okay well if you're going to show affection then you have to be gay. It's like well right. no there's a there's a higher form of love that's not inherently sexual. I mean Right. Just like you would love your your parents or your brother or sister it's not a sexual love. Um no. Having a high love for somebody of the same sex doesn't mean that it culminates in romance uh, or marriage or sex. It can be something something more than that, something different than that. And I think Kingdom Hearts does a great job at kind of capturing that, just that value of friendship. Yeah. It's in every game. You have the famous trios, friends. And then it's so beautiful at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 where they're all together on the beach at Destiny Islands. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so beautiful. I really appreciate that about about the series that um say what you will about <laughs> you know the shipping wars or whatever. But that's never been <laughs> it's never been like the main thing. It's never been the focus. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like even with Sora and Kyrie, you get the feeling that even if somehow the romance between them never worked out, of course everybody would right but <laughs> it didn't but uh you get the feeling that there's a deeper level of friendship like their their romance grew out of a genuine friendship yeah absolutely and i'm i'm really excited to, to play melody of memory and like find out like from her perspective some of the things oh, yeah. it's gonna be fun i'm excited for that all right well with that we're gonna jump into the uh interview with Bar Roxas will play part one for you guys uh, this week. It's a kind of a long interview, so we'll we'll save the second part for the next episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the tenth episode of Kingdom Mind. This is special because it doesn't seem like that much of a big deal, especially because our episodes are released so far apart. But I feel like once you hit ten episodes, you are around for the long haul so it's very exciting and we have bioroxus with us and i think most of you who are listening to this will probably know 
who he is, but if you don't, he is a Kingdom Hearts YouTuber and also a streamer and an all-round super chill guy. So yeah, very exciting. Beer. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, when you introduced me, I waved, even though I don't have a camera on. I never have a camera on, so that was, that was odd. <laughs> I don't it's know fine. why I did that. Uh, I'm waving back to you, even though you cannot see me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so uh, partially this interview is occurring because I commented on the uh, Super Spike Spaghetti Bros Twitter and I saw that you were guesting on their podcast and then you replied mm. to me and you were like, hey, when am I coming on Kingdom Minds? And I was like... <laughs> oh yeah, that's something I need to do. Like, let's arrange that. So, uh, so that episode came out, and I listened to it, and I was like, "This is such a good interview." But also, I'm aware <laughs> that I don't want to ask you exactly the same stuff. So, uh, mm. there might be a little bit of crossover, but we will try and keep it fresh and conversational. Yeah, yeah. So we will roll with it. I see where we get up to. <laughs> did you reach out before me? Uh, before I did the podcast, because we we talked a couple months ago, we did yes. Oh right, because you want a you want a art raffle. Wait, what did yes. you win? Uh, was that for the charity stream? I did. Yes, I still I actually printed it out and it's lying in my okay. room and I need to put it in a frame. I've been meaning to, um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so that's how we first started talking, and then yeah, I don't I don't remember what what happened, but I was like, yeah, of course I'd, I'd be down for podcasts. Awesome. I love I love just talking with. Kingdom Hearts, like other people that like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> me too. Yeah, that's why I do this. Um, the funny thing mm. is, though, it's a meme on the podcast that, like, half the time I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, like, oh, no. I do not have, um, what's the word, an encyclopedic knowledge of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I, like, forget stuff oh, all the time. Me neither. So I, like... Yeah, I'm so bad about that. I, like... I'll be like, oh, this this makes sense, right? I'll, I'll connect these dots. And someone's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not. That's not right. Like, Listening oh, to the answer okay. report and, like, the cavern of remembrance just freaks me out. I'm like, I could never do that. Like, see if someone asks me to do that. And they're like, you got three minutes to explain this thing. I'd be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, Bio, you do streams. You do YouTube. You organize yes, yes. charity events with a bunch of Kingdom Hearts creators. <laughs> And uh, you kind of already spoke about, like, how you got your start on the Ansem Report already. So for everybody listening, mm. you should listen to that. I suggest you do. Ooh, nice plug, nice plug. But, yeah, <laughs> I was wondering, can you tell us, like, about your content a little bit? Right now, I'm kind of, like, not switching gears, but I've been doing a ton of streaming lately and uh, doing a lot of, you know, friend streams and, and kind of near the highlights. Uh, that's been a lot mm. of fun, but mostly my content revolves around analyzing and breaking down different mechanics or trailers or anything to do with kingdom hearts really amazing and uh i was wondering like do you prefer like streaming or making videos like what's like your thing that you're like this is what i do because i feel like question i feel like for some people <laughs> they're um they're like i'm a youtuber or like i'm a streamer or whatever but you like do both mm. of those things so I, i'm just always curious <laughs> like to pick people's minds yeah. about that i uh i think right now i prefer streaming just because it's it's easier, like just with the hectic schedule, I feel like I can I can you know sit down and, and stream and interact with people for a good two hours, and uh, it's not too difficult. Whereas with making videos, like I I like to hold myself to a certain standard, and like during the semesters, my quality just drops so much, so it's it's not as fun <laughs> for sure so yeah right now yeah i prefer streaming um but i love like cutting together highlights and that's been a lot of fun um breakdowns have been tough lately yeah uh definitely have been like a lot less a lot less of those coming out i used to do like weekly breakdowns right now it's like every other week mm -hmm. um but. Which is still wild because <laughs> I mean <laughs> I like we do this podcast we record like once a month and we put it out mm. like every six <laughs> weeks or something insane. <laughs> I just I'm not even that busy. Like I'm really not. Mm. I'm just lazy. It's so bad. Oh. So I <laughs> Well, content is so it's such like a for a lot of people it's a it's a hobby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like this, you know, important like I need to have a set schedule to like do something that I just enjoy doing. It's like, I feel like for a lot of people, like when it crosses that threshold of becoming, you know, I have to schedule this out or it feels like a job, then it, you know, it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I have this dream of becoming a full-time podcaster, but I'm like, mm. I don't think I will ever be as efficient enough to do that in my life. Um, <laughs> but you never know. 
So, uh, mm. whatever. Um, <laughs> I suppose, like, one of the things that I'm curious about is because, like, I suppose, like, your YouTube and, like, your Twitch audience, they don't necessarily, like, overlap. So I'm wondering, mm. like, how do you think about that in terms of, like, the content that you create? Like, it's just always something I find super interesting. I don't know if anybody else does particularly. Um. <laughs> mm. So you're asking, like, do I see myself as a YouTuber or a streamer? Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, yeah, I still see myself as a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably... I don't even know if I like the word YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. I like... Uh, I don't know. I I feel like I'm not really an influencer. Like, I, I'll partner with Square, partner with other companies or publishers, and... I don't know. It just... it. I feel like I'm not at that level as like other people because they have like great branding and they're like they have a camera maybe that's the thing maybe i need to get a camera so i feel like a, a, a an influencer yep um that's when you know yeah, you've I made know. it I, I, yeah <laughs> right i feel like i'm just like a, a big fan of kingdom hearts and i just happen to have like a bigger voice than than most people for real for real the other thing i was to ask was like what kind of videos are your favorite to make like what do you really enjoy doing right now it's definitely been highlights mm-hmm. just like I love like looking back through, you know, a two hour stream and, and kind of like relive, not like reliving it, but like, oh man, like uh, it, it was so much fun to like, you know, play this game with my friends or uh, it was so much fun to like do this mod. And, and so that's been really nice just to, to cut together like my favorite parts from those streams. I do. I like, I love mm-hmm. whenever a trailer comes out for Kingdom Hearts, I love picking those apart because Square Enix does such a good job of hiding so many little nuggets mm. in their trailers. Yeah. And so that's like whenever I see a trailer, like I'm so excited to look through it because I'm like positive there's there's one or two things hidden in there. So yeah, probably like trailer analysis, even though trailer analysis never do well on my channel. <laughs> but I love doing those. I love doing highlights. Um, breakdowns, they're fun. I really do enjoy them. I think I enjoy them when I find something that people haven't seen yet. Because when I was doing form changes, mm-hmm. then that's kind of where I got my first start. Uh, no one looked at them. Like, nobody knew anything about them. No one took the time to look into the mechanics. Uh, so that was just such a blast to be like, oh my goodness, like, I'm finding all these connections and, and all these transformations have so much detail put into them. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. And then I moved from, like, dry forms and command styles. Uh, and then I kind of got to bosses, and those just feel different. Like, I, I enjoy doing them, but it's not, like, the... It's not the same. Like, I'm just talking about the animations and like doing like a little narration video Mm. rather than you know connecting all these dots so like when there's a boss that's like let me think uh like terranord or shion yeah but like the data battles kingdom hearts 3 those are really fun to do because like they have connections to their old move sets and they have all these hints and stuff and that was really fun um but Mm -hmm. then there'll be some that are just like oh this person swings his sword twice and hits you and cool <laughs> like like there's not really anything there uh so those are probably my least favorite to do uh just like the normal boss battle breakdowns yeah and i mean <laughs> i feel like you you have to be good at fighting bosses in the first place to be able to make those yeah i i would not be oh yeah so yeah the easy codes have been like a lifesaver <laughs> <laughs> i have i have <laughs> hp regen mp regen auto block on like i have all that all that on so i can just like sit there and capture footage awesome <laughs> I, I need to get on that because um my ps4 actually um died the other day and we had to like fully oh, we no. had to fully reset it um and i uh, mm. i'm an idiot and i don't have ps plus also because i have no money that's expensive yeah so yeah i lost my whole save so i'm like i need to oh, play it again no. <laughs> i think i saw something about that yeah. i don't know where i saw that uh, i think posted um, it in the discord in the discord yep. yeah so real sad it's like ah oh, that, that sucks it, it does um but it's fine i get to relive all the fun all the fun moments so i'm hyped about that mm. yeah I had, I had a similar thing happen my ps4 wasn't mine it was my roommates and he moved out so i don't have a ps4 anymore so i think oh, i lost all my yikes. all my all my saves and everything dang awful that sucks yeah yeah so sad i mean but um sorry no go ahead no, it's cool. I mean, I was going to say, at least Melody Memory's going out on Switch, so you can play it on there. Yes, I do still have my Switch. So I wanted to ask, how long ago, or when did you first start uh, your YouTube channel, and when did it kind of start to blow up from, like, a small channel to, like, being being well-known? Yeah. Uh, let me think. 
So we started because it was me, and my brother, uh, Water Cage, that started this um, oh. December twenty second of twenty fifteen. Okay. So almost five. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's almost five years ago. Jeez, that's okay. wild. So you're coming up on your fifth anniversary pretty soon. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't really start making content until like Kingdom Hearts content until two years ago. Um, okay. Awesome. And that's really when I got my first start. So February 6, 2018 was the first like Kingdom Hearts video I did. And it was like a Kingdom Hearts meme. We love Kingdom Hearts memes. Oh, yeah. They're so good. I, lo- I like. Yeah. They're the best memes. <laughs> but yeah, me and my brother Water started like making Let's Play videos. And so we did, let me think. We did The Evil Within. I don't know if you guys have played that game. And we did Dishonored. And that was the two games we started with. Awesome. And we got like one view <laughs> for like three years <laughs> and uh my brother actually is super into call of duty zombies and he got a ton of views working on ciphers because he's like a what is it called cryptographer oh he's really into crypto analysis uh so like That's awesome ciphers and yeah like he he was like he like spearheaded all the the cipher discussion and all of that in that community well, and uh, so that's where we like first got our start. And I think that got us like 150 subscribers. And then for the next three years, we didn't like we like plateaued at 150 subscribers. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Kingdom Hearts three was not, like not announced, but like started to ramp up in terms of uh, promotion and, and trailers coming out. And that's when I first started like looking at those trailers and, and streaming Kingdom Hearts two, I think. And that's when, you know, I got like three subscribers and I was like, oh, I like I like Kingdom Hearts and people seem to like that. So let me let me focus on that. So that was a good while. And then eventually I noticed second form in the orchestra trailer for Kingdom Hearts three. And I was like, man, no one's no one's talking about this. Like, why is no one talking about second Mm. form and and looking at all these moves that are, you know, from Kingdom Hearts one and two. And uh, so I made that and that one like popped off. And by popped off, I mean, like, I got, like, a thousand views. <laughs> I was, like, over the moon. Like, I was like, ah, oh, I made it. Like, this is my biggest accomplishment. Like, I'm never going to reach this again. Yeah, so I was I was huge on Reddit back then and, and would, you know, write out these huge paragraphs of all this form analysis stuff. And the mods noticed that. And, and like, when they opened up mod applications, I, like, applied and uh, got accepted to that. And so that that's kind of my start into connecting more with the kingdom hearts community because before like i got connected with reddit i was just making youtube videos and i had like a small discord of like 10 or 15 people and that was like the only interaction i had like i wasn't on twitter Mm -hmm. i wasn't like talking to other youtubers or anything um but yeah reddit reddit was where i got my start and uh yeah sorry i'm just like (laughs) rambling so much i have a funny story (laughs) about reddit so like at some point a few weeks ago (laughs) uh i like mm. i kept getting all these notifications on my phone and it's like this thing ha- got posted at kingdom hearts reddit and i'm like i don't even have a reddit or, or do i i don't <laughs> know i don't remember making one and um mm. yeah so it was bizarre and um and i i i, I get notifications every so often and i'm like i don't i don't i don't know why why do i get these notifications it's so weird are you not like subscribe to the reddit or anything no but then i got an email and it was like <laughs> uh, the terms and conditions of reddit have changed i'm like why am i getting an email from reddit i don't have a reddit and then i guess <laughs> i was like do i i don't know super weird super, so super good. bizarre so whatever but <laughs> after you. that was that was a really dumb story i don't know why i told that story and um, no the, i sometimes i'll get like like someone else will like use my email for something and i'll get like confirmations or email uh whatever like confirm your email for this site and i'm like i what i don't have that mm, yeah <laughs> very odd but yeah when it when my channel first blew up i think i might have mentioned this on super spaghetti bros but it was right before kingdom hearts 3 released and there was a event down in florida in the u.s and my wife like was gracious enough because this is like halfway through my first year in my program my master's program and uh I had like three weeks off or something, <laughs> and so like we were just like, oh yeah, let's let's just go take a you know a twelve hour road trip down to down to Florida and play this game for forty five minutes. <laughs> so that's awesome. Though. It was a very long drive for a, a short amount of time, <laughs> but uh, it was definitely worth it because Project Estadi picked that up and yeah, I got a, a ton of views and 
so that was my first like big start and then when kingdom hearts 3 released i started doing all the form change breakdowns and that like they did all right like my first one with second form did really really well and then it wasn't really until ultimate form that like that's when everything blew up uh because i released kingdom hearts oh the welcome to critical mode i don't know if you guys have seen that meme. it's so good um <laughs> so yeah i released that and then then the week after or like a couple days later i released the ultimate form breakdown and both of those just blew up and uh yeah not nah, here we are today. you deserve it and uh, honestly <laughs> when you were like oh my pop down i mean like a thousand like views i'm like dude if i got mm. a thousand like yeah yeah we are, we are yeah no i <laughs> i feel yeah <laughs> no it's fine um it's such a i don't know the longer you're on youtube though the numbers become like you, you want to hit that next threshold and that next one then you look back and see where you, yeah. you like used to be it's never enough yeah right like yeah it's it's crazy i but i didn't mean to downplay <laughs> no, it's like fine. a thousand views <laughs> no it's just, it's just so funny because like to us you're like a celebrity like you're like a big person <laughs> in the fandom but like mm. i suppose that means that the kingdom hearts fandom is not like like there's not that many people that are like big i suppose i don't know maybe i'm just not mm. been part of it for so long um so anyways I feel like it's growing a lot. Yeah, that's true as, as well. As the games become more popular. There's a huge gap in like uh just like lore and theories. And so right now you're seeing a bunch of creators that are so focused on evidence based theories and uh connecting lore mm-hmm. that like that's that's why I think mm-hmm. that there's a ton of YouTubers like on the horizon that are coming up that right. uh that are doing that stuff and they're they're finding an audience for it because it's it's such a big hole right now in the community yeah it's cool that you bring that mm-hmm. up actually because that's something that we want to start doing is like talking about um smaller kingdom hearts creators on our podcast because we, oh, we yeah. used to have this well we had this new segment oh yeah i saw your tweet oh, it's, yeah it's so bad so like our last episode <laughs> that we just put out like yesterday mm. was talking about the second melody of memory trailer that came out like a month and a half ago i don't yeah. know if that's the news apparently uh, on our show um so so we were like this is this is no good we need to cut this out so anyway i was wondering have you got any like smaller kingdom hearts creators yeah that you wanna, i've been watching want to shout out yeah i've been watching i think i sorry i, I keep interrupting you my bad uh, it's fine <laughs> yeah i've been watching this guy named tatsumaki i i think i like added them under your like tweet about like finding smaller yeah. creators but yeah like he does such a good job like with editing and his humor is just like so infectious just ah he's so positive and i, I love it so that's that's who i've been watching lately yeah, he seems like a, a cool guy i i haven't yeah managed so cool. to get onto a stream yet because they're like in the middle of the night for me um yeah which is yeah. my problem with like streams in general like i don't i've not really been on that many viewers either i just i'm never around mm. to catch them um, yeah but yeah so that's cool i will I'll check him out. Exciting, exciting times. Mm. Yeah, he has he has a channel. Um, he posts his stream highlights to it. He's been focusing on streaming right mm-hmm. now, but he does have a, a YouTube channel that he posts content to. Amazing! Everybody, check him out. Awesome. Yeah. So I was wondering as well about like so charity for charity is a thing that you did. I was wondering how mm-hmm. that all started for you. Like, where did you get the idea from? Yeah, it's, it's a funny story. Uh, so, like, the first year of my program and my master's uh, in clinical counseling, one, not one of their stipulations, but they, they really push you to do some kind of advocacy. So, you know, doing, like, a 5K walk for certain things or donating to a certain organization or a charity. That's awesome. Actually, I don't think they like you donating. Like, they want you to get into the community and, like, do something to promote mental health, yeah. right? And so, I, like, was... And just like always busy and I was like I don't know how to you know take a day and go do this like 5k run or like go volunteer this organization so like I mean who, who okay wants if I to just, do like... a 5k run let's be real <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah so the first year I was like uh I mean I can raise money for mental health and and stream because that's, that's the thing people do and my school never heard of that <laughs> and so they were a little like iffy on it but yeah, that's that's how it started. Like, 
I had to do some advocacy and I was like, I love streaming. Like I love Kingdom Hearts. Like why not, why not make a, a charity organization around that? And now it's like that first, oh man, I had the numbers. I don't have them anymore. That's fine. Oh, I have it on my phone. So yeah, the first year we raised, I think like a hundred bucks, I think, uh, 260 and that was through extra life. And then the following year, cause I've done it yearly for the past three years. The second year was a thousand dollars. And then this last year, we like hit a huge milestone of like $5,000, almost like 5200 That's awesome. And it was insane. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to see like where it goes and how, how much it grows. Yeah, I think there's a huge need for mental health awareness. Oh, yeah. Just in general, I think. Yeah, for real. It's a big need. It's so... What's the word? There's so much misinformation around about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's it's nice to like have that knowledge to be able to share it. And yeah. like combat some of the misinformation for real it's like it's really refreshing to see the community come together like around something that's really important as well and not be oh yeah i mean <laughs> the the news come like not news companies <laughs> like cage 13 and cage insider were just like so open and ready to to help promote it and that was a huge help and then a bunch of the influencers were completely down to help with that so yeah it's been really cool to see it grow yeah, and I got fun awesome. art out of it, so yeah, amazing. Yeah. Who ended up uh, commissioning? Who did you get paired up with? Uh, Depanda Banda. Oh, you did? Yes. Destiny Islander is so cool. Oh, she's, she's she awesome. She is flipping incredible. Well, the thing is, right, I said, <laughs> um, I really want Tokiyami from My Hero Academia with the Keyblades. And she was like, mm-hmm. I'm not great at like drawing like non-human people. I'm not great <laughs> at Keyblades, but like, and I was like, don't worry, like don't stress. If mm. you can't do it, like do something else. Like it's fine. Um, I'm completely, I don't mm. want to like stress you out. And then she comes back and it's like the most like beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I was like, what the heck were you talking about? <laughs> it's so good. Um, it was awesome. I yeah. actually printed out two of them and I gave one of them to my friend. Uh, Cause I was like, he's good. Oh, nice. He's going to appreciate it. Anyway, but yeah, no, it's it's really awesome because I feel like from being on Twitter too much, there's just a lot of like weirdness and just I don't know. I'm like, why can't why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, Twitter Twitter's just like that cesspool. It, it really is. And I I'm like I'm so like guilty of feeding into it sometimes because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's so negative. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, Twitter's not it's, fun. It's really not. <laughs> It's great for connections. Absolutely. Really good for connections. 100%. But, but you lose like a part of your soul every time you log on. Surrender to the darkness just a little bit more. <laughs> just Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you talked about on the Answer Report podcast, like you you, look, you talked a little bit about how you discovered Kingdom Hearts and stuff, what got you into the series in the first place. But um, I'm really curious about like what about the series as a whole makes you stick around? Like what are you here for? Oh, God. I don't, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just been such a, it's a, it's been such a, like a huge part of my life ever since I was a mm-hmm. kid and, and to kind of like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it was one of those games that didn't, didn't shy away from emotion and mm-hmm. like some of my favorite memories are just like, just being like so sad because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> there's just like so many like good moments and like, so like heart wrenching parts in kingdom hearts and so like i don't know it's it's just different than your normal video game i feel like Like it feels real i was watching the other day online uh, with my fiance overseas Uh, she's Mm. never played games but we're watching some of the cutscenes together and she was like tearing up three Mm. five eight or two days ending (laughs) ah so good (laughs) but yeah i just i i don't know I, i like i like the emotion that that's there and also keyblades are just so cool i love keyblades <laughs> they're great i love seeing like what what new keyblades come around and like what the designs are, are based off of but yeah so i, I guess i'd say like em, like the emotional connection that i have to the series but also the story is just really good uh i know some people don't like the direction of the story but i'm i'm along for the ride <laughs> yeah i like i think at some point like some people just drop off and they're like you know what but I'm like, I just want to see like where it's going. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have a story that just really engages me than one that just really predictable and generic. Mm. Like I like I like that they're doing different things, trying new things with it. 
Yeah, and every time you go back, you can connect all these different different points. Like with Melody and Memory, like we're going to be able to connect so many things in Kingdom Hearts 1 to this. Mm-hmm. And that's like so exciting. And it has Disney in it. Like I'm going to be able, like when my kid grows up, like I can, you know, play this game with them and, and they'll be like, oh, like that's that, that's that Disney movie I love. And I don't know, I, it's, it's just so cool. Yeah. It, it, it really transcends generations and that's just awesome. It really does. And like it's really interesting because like in terms of like the emotional stuff there's just there's so much it's like it makes me feel everything at one time mm-hmm. how does it do this i don't know <laughs> all the feels is there like a specific moment that you like come back to and you're like this is this is it little man like this is the peak or whatever <laughs> i don't know uh probably i don't know in kingdom hearts 3 there's this moment where the sea salt tree come back <sighs> and it's just like just like every time I think about it, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm so sad and I'm so happy for them. That was a great moment. Yeah, it was wonderful. I love them. They're my favorites. So, yeah. Mm. The other thing I was going to ask. So on our podcast, so we talk a lot about like Christian themes and stuff in the games because mm. that's like what we do because we are excited by that sort of stuff. And uh, in, in this episode, so we're going to be talking about like friendship and like what Jesus has to say about it. So I'm just more, like curious if there's an element of friendship within the games that like resonates with you yeah i mean something that i i've been mulling over a lot lately is just like um well you know there's a lot of ships in the kingdom hearts community oh yes <laughs> and uh like everyone loves to see like Sora and riku together mm-hmm. and um there's like so much tension because like people like like you know hate to see Sora and Kyrie together if, like i don't know there's just so many ship yeah. wars but like you can't deny that like there is such a strong bond between all, like, between Sora and Kairi and Sora and Riku. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, to deny that bond is kind of odd to me because, like, I don't know. Sora and Riku get along so well. And, anyways, I don't know what I was going with that. <laughs> but there is, like, uh, so, anyways, when I think of, like, Sora and Riku, I think of, like, oh, God, I'm going to mess this up. Because I, I, I used to, like, study scripture. And, mm-hmm. um, it's David and, is it Josiah? Jonathan, Jonathan, that's yes. who. I, that's who I think of when I think of them because like they loved each for other for real. Like, like they would die for each other. Like they kissed each other when they when they saw each other. Like I think mm. I. I mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, and so like there was just like just such a strong love and a bond between yeah. them, and that's how I see like Sword and Riku. I don't know, like just like there's there's just so many strong bonds and and just like the idea of like. You can, you know, be apart from somebody and still be connected. Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. a, a nice a nice reminder. Um Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think the the thing you're saying about like the people that are so passionate on Twitter about this ship or that ship, but it's because they are fleshed out in such a way that they are like real people to me. Like I, I forget mm. that they're not sometimes because <laughs> Um, because their bonds and stuff is like this is like real life like this is it like um <laughs> and it makes me sad sometimes because i'm like sora's got so many friends and like who have i got <laughs> no, <laughs> on. but <laughs> it's fine we're not gonna go there um but i'm just like you know it's it's just like real and i don't know i'm like this is what this is what like the church is about or what it should be about mm um mm-hmm. and so yeah. i don't know i just i get really excited about that because i'm like it's mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful <laughs> it's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i think what you said about shipping is interesting because i feel like our culture doesn't has this like void for like close non-romantic relationships mm-hmm. i was thinking about like in lord of the rings like people always like make fun of how close Frodo and sam are and they like make jokes about them being gay but one of my professors who uh, taught a class on Lord of the Rings, he, he mentioned that if if Lord of the Rings had been made in Hollywood, they never would have made Frodo and Sam that close. Uh, it was only possible because it was made in New Zealand, uh, where they're not oh, as, really? as weird about like close male friends. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think Kingdom Hearts does a good I, job at kind of filling that void. Um, mm. I think a lot and of I people don't, are I don't missing. No, enough because like, I'm a you know a white straight like <laughs> guy so like it's it's hard for me to even like comment on on ships or or other like 
what am I, I don't know, I'm trying to say, like, it's, it's hard for me to comment on that kind of stuff because I want to be so careful to not, like, overstep my bounds yeah. because, like, Kingdom Hearts reaches so many different people on so many different Absolutely. levels. Um, 100%. And for me to, like, say, like, oh, like, this ship is right or this ship is right, or even, like, define them in the way that I did or define, like, Riku and Sora's relationship in the way that I did, like, that's that's my understanding of it, and that's how it resonates with me. But I think that's why people are so passionate is because all of these characters resonate with people in so many different ways. And so like people that are like, you know, homosexual or transgender can connect with these characters and like see representation, which they don't get that often. And so like, that's why like, I always want to be so careful about like discussing like ships or, or anything like that is because like, there's somebody that like, you know, the one you know, good thing in their life is they have this small representation or they, they feel this, res- like, or they resonate with this character. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to, I just wanted to I say understand. that. In a way, like, that's kind of, like, why we're doing this because we're, like, we uh, we see our worldview, like, in these things, in these, like, little details. We're, like, oh, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. that resonates with me for this reason. So, so yeah, that's, mm-hmm. uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's what's so amazing about the writing of Kingdom Hearts is... is so like like i said like so many people across so many different like paths or walks of life can resonate with this one Mm -hmm. game and and see representation that like speaks to them um in the games and that's that's so cool like that's just such great writing all right so thank you so much again Fireboxes for coming on the show and that is the end of the episode we have part two coming next time so i hope you stick around thank you so much this has been kingdom minds my name is karis and i'm david yeah take care see you later see you